0: I'm going out with the message, uh, dead to sin, dead to sin. The real problem is sin and uh, people go to church and worship God because we need our sins forgiven. But it doesn't stop in just forgiveness. We've been talking about this. This is the third message. But today, we are going to practice. Can I hear an amen? You guys are too quiet. (laughs) We are going to practice. And what better place it is to practice than to practice in church. Amen? So, we are going to be practicing today. It's football day out there. But we are going to be practicing here. Now, (laughs) not football. (laughs) Okay? Not football. now, can you give me that scripture? since second corinthians four verse thirteen and since we have the same spirit of faith, it says, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. I believed, therefore. I spoke. We also believe, therefore we speak. We have to speak what we believe. What do you believe? What do you really believe? Notice what Paul said is according to what is written. It's already there. He's been written. He's settled in heaven. According to what is written, I believe. Therefore, I speak. So if you believe, you need to speak the word that you believe. Many times we struggle with sin. But as in this message I said, sin the sin question has already been resolved. He says he appeared once, before, at the end of time, to put away sin. So sin has been put away. And yet, people struggle with all kinds of addictions, all kinds of problems in their lives. He seems, uh, there's no way I can be free from this. This is part of my life. And some of them say, well, I have this anger issue. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm, and I'm uh, hot-blooded. But that's not the case. You can be free if you believe what God says. If you accept what He says and you speak it out from your mouth, the fear we have is, I can't confess it because if I confess it, what if it's not true? What if I fall tomorrow? What if I go back to the same thing tomorrow? That's not your business. That's God's business. The Bible says, hold fast. To the confession of your faith without wavering. And then you you can see that in Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-three. Hold fast to the confession of your faith. Without wavering, or your hope without wavering, wavering. Your hope is what you are expecting to come to you. God says, "Don't waver on what you're saying from your mouth, confessing His word, because the one who promised is faithful." Is you are not going to free yourself from sin? Jesus said, is God Himself that frees us. If the Son makes you free, you will be free." How? indeed free from what he says he who sins is a servant of sin he who sins because the jews says we're not slaves to anyone we are not under anybody we're free people jesus said i'm not talking about that kind of freedom i'm talking about freedom that's inside that hinders everything that you do we need freedom from that Sin is what stands in the way of our progress. Sin is what stands in the way of our blessings. When we sin, it seems like fun at the time, but we are hindering everything. God hates it because He robs us of our happiness. He robs us of our joy. He robs us of everything that's good. And so He sent His Son to die for this thing that is stopping us from having real joy and freedom in life. It's bondage to have sin in your life. To secretly do things that you know you shouldn't do. That's not freedom. And it's hindering everything. He's causing you troubles in your job, in your place of work. He's causing you, you trouble in your finances. That's sin. And that's why Jesus came. God so loved us, He wanted to take this thing out of the way so that He can reach us and bless you. And that according to the Bible says His mercy unto us, when we allow that, His mercy unto us will extend even to a thousand generations. That's what the Word says. But if you read in Romans chapter 6 verse 17, He says you were a slave of sin. You were, that means you are no longer a slave of sin. Were means in the past. You were a slave of sin, but you died. Dead people don't sin. And so you must always maintain, I am dead to sin. Amen. That's what the Bible says. We are dead to sins. You can't enslave somebody that's dead to work for you. He's not going, he can't help you. So when sin comes, he says, I am dead. To you, I'm already dead. He says, sin shall not have dominion over you. For sin shall not have dominion over you. That's what the word of God says. He's not asking for your opinion. Because of what Jesus has done, he says, for sin, that's Romans chapter 6 verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion all over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Under grace. And so the question is, you're free from sin. Say it with me. Practice. I am no longer... I got it yet. Say it with me. I am no longer a slave... To sin. Say it like you mean it. I am no longer a slave to sin. The son has set me free. And I am free indeed. Please don't practice this in church alone. Do it at home every day. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall confess it day and night, meditate in it day and night so that you will be able to do according to all that is written in it and for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success only when you say it from your mouth, day and nine, even when you are not feeling like it, you're saying it. Even when you feel like you have done something wrong, you're still saying, "I am the righteousness of God in Christ." That's Second Corinthians 5:21. Yes, He says, "For he who knew no sin, God made to be sin for us." That we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, So when you see me, guess what you're looking at? The righteousness of God. You say, well, you don't look like the righteousness of God. Well, I'm not asking for your opinion. God said it. I am the right. You're looking at the righteousness of God. And until you can say it boldly, it won't work for you. That's why the Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you might find, that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You come to him to find that grace and you come boldly. Why? Because you are accepted. The sin question is gone. It's no longer part. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed he said well i don't feel free indeed that's not your business it has nothing to do with feeling let god be true and every man a liar so say it the son has made me free how many of you have received christ as your lord and savior well if you received him you mean he didn't keep his word he said he'll make you free right Why are you saying, I don't feel free indeed? Well, that's what it says in Malachi. Your words are stout against me. I say one thing and you say the other thing. I say you're healed. You say, well, I'm sick. And so God's saying, you don't think I'm right? You think I'm wrong? It's not how you feel. But what Jesus has done for us. If you will accept with thanksgiving what Jesus has done for us and you thank God for what He's done for you. Look, the same voice that transformed the whole universe, that made the world. That same voice is speaking in you and you are saying the same words. Those words will transform your life. That's what the Bible says. Your life can be transformed from glory to glory. From glory to glory. He who knew no sin was made sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. Until you believe that, you'll never have it. Many people, they want to see first before they believe. Well, that's Thomas's faith. You can't have Peter's glory with Thomas's faith amen you can't raise the dead uh, with thomas's faith i've got to see and i've got to put my finger in before i believe jesus said if you believe you receive if you believe you receive so if you accept it it's yours to keep and god's not withholding anything from us how did he do this i'm glad you asked The Bible tells us in in, in, uh, Isaiah uh, 53. And like the the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, he starts with, Who has believed our report? I'm going to tell you something so incredible. It's hard for you to believe. That this same question has been put away. And that you are no longer under the law, but under grace. And in in, uh, Titus, I believe chapter 2, beginning from verse 11, he says, For the grace of God has appeared to all men. All men teaching us that we, being delivered, we are already delivered. God has made that possible for us. That we should no longer serve sin. We're free. The grace of God. That, that brings salvation. Has appeared to all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness. And worldly lusts. That we should live righteously. Righteously. We should live godly before God in this present age. That's what the Word of God is telling us. We're free. How did God do this? Ezekiel chapter 36 makes it very clear to us. He says, Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you will be clean. Not maybe, you will be clean. I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you will be clean. He said, I will cleanse you from, not some All your filthiness. All of them. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. And from all your idols. Idols, those are the things that hold you back. The things that you worship. The things that you you can't. It's so hard for you to give up. They become idols for you. God says, I will separate you from them. Notice what he says, I will. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He says, I will cleanse you from all of your idols and your filthiness. I will give you a new heart. So when you are born again, you have a new heart. He said, well, I don't feel like I have a new heart. He said, you have a new heart. Just believe it. A new spirit I will put within you. The spirit, that's who you really are. So the old spirit, Paul, your old spirit, Paul calls the old man. He says the old man has been crucified with Christ. The one you were born with. Notice he called him old man. You know why? Because he started from Adam. Even though you're young, the old man is in you. You're just born, you have an old man that loves the sin... It's in there. And so the Bible says, the old man has been crucified with Christ. And so you live. It's no longer you will live, but a new spirit. This is how God does it. He gives you a new spirit, puts a new spirit within you. He says, I will take that heart of stone. That's the heart that doesn't respond to God. And he gives you a heart of flesh. He gives you a heart of flesh. That's the one that responds to whatever God wants. He wants to do whatever God wants. And that's we have to believe this. He says, I will put my spirit, the Holy Spirit, within you. And guess what? I will cause you. I will make you. In other words, God doesn't force anybody. You just love to obey God. You just love to pray. You want to go to church. That's When God has done this for you, that's who you are. That's who you are. I've been at this since... Over about 40 years now, I received Christ. I don't want to be anywhere. This is the best life for me. This is the best life. He's taking good care of me. Listen to this. In Isaiah 53, verse 4, Surely He has borne our grief. He's carried away our sorrows. Yet we esteemed Him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But listen to this. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And I'm thinking, I thought iniquity and transgressions are one and the same. Right? Why bruised for our transgressions and then our iniquity? Listen, this is what it is. Transgression is the law that we break. Iniquity is that desire in us, that draws us towards sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? That desire is there. You know it's there until you feel attracted to something that you know is evil. And you don't know how to get away from it. Jesus died to take that away. He died to remove that desire to go back to do those things. And if you believe it, it will be so. Be it unto you according to your belief. When you believe, you act on it. Mary believed in what Jesus, that's Mary the mother of Jesus, he believed in Jesus so much, he told these servants, we're looking for a miracle for wine. And he said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. All they had to do was do it. He says this to us, he's taking it away. We don't have that desire to do wrong anymore. Unless you let it. You have a right to be bitter. And seek revenge. And be unforgiving. But you can forgive. Because according to the scriptures. Romans 5 verse 5. God has spread his love in our hearts. By his Holy Spirit that he's given to us. He spread out. You have the ability to love like Jesus loved. And Jesus told us in John, John 17, the very last verse, He says to His Father that the love that you have for me, the love that you, Father, that's in you for me, I want it in them. Read it. If you love like Jesus loved, and He, he prayed for that, so if He prayed for that, His prayer was certainly answered. Unless you don't believe God answered His prayer, and if you believe God answered his prayer, then you can forgive. You can't hold on forgiveness because you know Jesus won't do that. Well, you say, well, well, but he was the son of God. But what was in him? He gave to you. He gave to you so you can forgive. So there is this transformation that takes place. Why am I saying this? Because I know that, I, because I'm speaking this word, God's transforming your lives. Say it with me again practice, right? I'm no longer a slave to sin. I am a free man or a free woman. If you're a woman, don't say man. (laughs) But we're free according to the Word of God. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. So, what do I say? The Son has made me free. Hear it, devil. Hear it, angels. Any other being who chooses to hear, this is what Jesus said. He saved me, so I am free. And I'm not only free, I am free indeed. Whether you like it, Satan, or not. And he says, but you know, you got mad at your brother yesterday. He said, I am free hello that's what happens and then he says okay we don't have to shout about this that's okay i'll go my way i'll leave you have you ever seen when you're really showing yourself strong the devil says it's over i'll leave you alone the thing is the bible is very clear from the days of john the baptist until now the kingdom of god suffers violence And the violent ones take it by force. As long as you are saying, please, devil, leave me alone. He says, I got him good. I'm coming back. We're going to knock him out. But when you stand up and say, no, I'm not taking this addiction anymore. Because the Bible says, I am a slave of righteousness. Read it. Romans Chapter 6, verse 18, he says, you have been free. Now you are a slave of righteousness. So keep saying, I'm a slave of righteousness. I'm a slave of righteousness. When the devil says, you know, they really said that bad stuff to you. You really need to get him for that. Uh, it, it show him. He says, my, you say, I can't do that. I'm a slave of righteousness. Uh, uh, my master won't like it. If I listen to you, I'm a slave of righteousness. Practical ways, I believe, to be free. Practical way to be free. As long as you keep negotiating with the devil and let him yell at you, he's not going to flee from you. The Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. I mean, we're not talking about resisting, trying to fight with the devil like a wrestling match. You resist with your mouth. He speaks to you, you speak back to him. You know, I was watching a a, a video. Uh, How many of you know the boxer, Holyfield? He was the one that knocked uh, 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 Mike Tyson out or whatever. And uh, they showed, I don't know if it was real, but he was driving uh, from his house into the driveway and then he kind of cut one guy up, you know. The guy was speeding and uh, went around him. The guy was so mad. Tinted windows. He didn't know who was in there. He got out. He was angry. I'm going to get you. How dare you do this? And he was really ready to fight. He, he, he got in and uh, holy feet just rolled out the window. He, he looked. He said, oh, uh. Uh, you, shouldn't be, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing it. He, he calmed down. He, he, before he was talking about fighting. But there's no fighting with this guy. I mean, uh, you won't make it. So now it's time for negotiation. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yes. And talk peacefully. You see. Resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. You got the strength. Only if he knew his power. He didn't have to just roll out the window. Who are you talking to? uh, Thank you. I'm gone. From the days of John the Baptist. Until now. The kingdom suffered violence. And this is how we stay violent with the enemy. I'm tired of this. I'm not taking this anymore. God's done the work for me, and I' have changed. Amen. Let me go through quickly, because we have to go out and enjoy ourselves out there. <coughs> when God gives you a new heart and a new spirit, you're a new creature. The old is gone. He's dead. The old man is dead. Don't go try to resurrect the old man. Keep him dead. Bury him. And in fact, that's why we do water baptism, you know. It says, take that old man to the water grave. Bury him there. And don't let him stay there. Amen. So you are a new creature. If any man is in Christ, it's a new creation. It says, old things have passed away. It's no longer you. The old is gone. You're a new person. You have to believe this. And the new creation has no consciousness of sin. Please read this scripture. Write it down. Go back and study it yourself. That's Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1 and 2. Let me read it for you. But go back and study it. For the law having a shadow of, the, of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with the same sacrifices which they offered continually year by year, made those who approach perfect. Which is the In the Old Testament, they used bulls and all of that. They were, not, they were not made perfect. So my question is, what then can we do to get perfect? And the scripture says, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> we'll tell you how. Okay? For he says, for then, would they not have ceased... To be offered, for this worshiper was purified. How many have been purified here through the blood of Jesus? The worshiper was purified; would have had no more consciousness of sin. What is he saying? You are not conscious of being a sinner. That's not who you are anymore. If you are constantly speaking sin and not able to, struggling and doing things that you shouldn't be doing, yelling at your wife and screaming and everybody's afraid when you're coming from work. Hello. The the truth is, maybe you have not been purified. Or maybe you have and you don't believe it. Because until you believe and act on it, it won't work for you. You have to act on it. And how do you do that? Say the word. I've been purified. I have no more consciousness of sin. When you go into His presence, you don't feel inferior. You feel okay in His presence no consciousness of sin but if there is guilt inside of you you can't go into God's presence you look into his eyes he's like he sees through everything that's in there but when he looks through he sees nothing why because you have been purified and until you believe this this will never work for you it's by faith the worshiper once purified you remember what Jesus said on the cross it is finished Finished? What does it mean for us to continue to do the same thing? What was finished then? What was finished then? If I still old, if I'm still the same man that I was before I received Christ, I'm one man in church and a different man at home. What was finished then? Did I really believe that what He did was truly finished? When they can tell the difference between me and the man who doesn't go to church, how can I say he's finished? Maybe because I haven't received the word. it's not been engrafted into me. Jesus said, you can tell by their fruit. If they really believe. You know, I often say this here. When Jesus said to Peter, come while he was in the boat. He didn't test the water to see if he will hold his weight, right? He, he stepped out of the boat and walked on on water. If you really believe, then you accept it. And if you believe according to Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, then you can speak it boldly. You can speak it boldly and have no fear. I don't know whether this has anything to do with this, but I've often said here, and I said it not too long ago, that I don't believe uh, we're going to be killed. I'm going to die by some ghastly crazy accident. I've said it over and over again. And the same thing goes with my family. And I believe that. And we believe that. But Angela was telling me, was it last night you were telling me, I mean, she could have been killed. Just something happened. She held back and didn't happen. Then I have to call me. Am I going to sit at home wondering, my wife is in a ghastly accident now in the hospital losing her life? No. Not as long as Jesus is alive. That's just the truth. Not that Jesus is alive. Not a Je- uh, you wouldn't hear. That's my thinking. Okay, That's why we read the scriptures and put things together. If I told you Jesus was in a God- God- uh, serious accident and he has tubes all over his face and he's in the hospital to pray for Jesus so that he won't die from this... You guys say, what Jesus are you talking about? You mean Jesus or Jesus? It can't be Jesus of Nazareth was in an accident. You're crazy. But look at the scriptures. I am divine. And you are the branches. What cannot happen to the vine cannot happen to the branches. They are one and the same. Why don't we think? Why don't we believe what the word says? Why don't we believe what the word says? The only thing that's holding us back is our faith. That's why the Bible says, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. The trouble with people, they don't stay anywhere long enough to really let the word be engrafted into them so that the word begins to produce. There used to be a time in my life I was so scared of demons. I mean, if in my country, if, if I, if when I was growing up, if I sat close to a woman and somebody says, that woman there is a witch, <laughs> I will get off from that seat real fast and look for a, a, and then I'm telling her, please don't look at me, okay? I'm scared of them. But once I knew the truth and I knew Jesus was inside my heart, They didn't take me to a witch. They took me to uh, one of the number one witch doctors uh, all over the land. And uh, boy, I just knew I got Jesus in me. Uh, When I walk in, uh, this witch doctor, he's going to see Jesus in me and tremble. I was a new Christian. Nobody had told me all these big doctrines, you know. No big doctrines. I, I didn't know better. As far as I was concerned, I got Jesus in me, and who were you? And I looked at that wish doctor, and I said, I don't have any trouble. You have troubles. I'm going to preach to you, and when I'm through, I know I can't make you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but do your thing, your wish doctor stuff. It's not going to work. My thing was, maybe he had an idol back there. And I will go back and break the hands of his idols at night while he's sleeping. And then the next morning, we'll have a fight. And if he's fighting for his idol, I say, tell him to kill me. Your idol, let him do the work. But no fear, because it's simp- simplicity of faith. Just believe. It wasn't long before the witch doctor told my mom, this yes, the money you paid uh, for the treatment of this kid. <laughs> uh, please take this man away from my yard. I don't want him here anymore. Please. Yes. It's true. There's so much power in his name. There's so much power in his name. If you don't remember the scripture, he is the word of God. Just say his name. Every time Satan brings a thought in your head that you don't want, say, sin shall not have dominion over me. Because I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. And the grace of God teaches me to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, And to live soberly, godly, righteously in this present age. And it does work. Otherwise, this is all a joke. We come to church and do stuff. Time to go enjoy ourselves. Stand up. We close. Thank <laughs> mm. okay, you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) He says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we were healed. You know, I let people know, and we can't wait until that day of our, our healing service. I'm looking for so many miracles, you won't believe. I'm going to be fasting and praying by the grace of God. But there's going to be a lot of miracles here. You see, just like Jesus became sin for us, if you read uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, uh, 17, it says, He Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So if He bore my sickness, I can be free from it. Amen. And sickness is your finances. Or are your finances sick? That's something to pray about. And get deliverance of. What about your marriage? What about your, your, uh, your, your health? Mental health? It's not just your emotional health. It's not just physical. We're warning for the whole man. Amen. That's what we believe in God. Let's lift our hands up before God today. And let Him know. That tell him, God, I believe. Say, it, God, I believe. I am a slave of righteousness. Sin does not have dominion over my life anymore. I am a slave of God according to the scriptures. Jesus is my master. I am free from sin. The Son of God has made me free, and I am free indeed. Put your hands together, give him a clap, offering. God bless you. We can go out now and enjoy ourselves, and watch uh, you enjoy yourself. If when Satan, re- if Satan reminds you of something that you've done wrong. Call a brother. Let me tell you something. Say, look, I am forgiven. I am free. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.